Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Shelby Baird about her wedding at Oak Manor Lawn at Port Orleans Riverside. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose this venue and what it was like to plan an event there and how everything turned out. So welcome, Shelby. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to get married at Disney. I've always been a huge Disney fan. I've been an annual pass holder since before I could probably walk. And so just growing up at Disney, I I just loved how beautiful everything was. We didn't originally plan to go forward with Disney. However, that was definitely an option for us. But what set that apart from other venues was just how well that they showed that they took care of their brides and their grooms. They just made you feel like a guest at your own wedding. And that was something that we really couldn't find anywhere else. Okay, that's interesting. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? My parents were extremely ecstatic, as well as pretty much all of our friends, really. My parents also are annual pass holders, and it, I think it was a dream of my dad's, actually, for me to get married there, just because he's. we've had so much good times there growing up with family, so it was nice to just add another memory to the mix. My fiance's, or my husband's parents now, they hadn't actually seen the place yet, so they weren't enthusiastic until they saw it. So that definitely uh, helped. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Were they able to see it before the wedding, or did they see it for the first time on the day of the wedding? They saw it, I believe, the first time on the day of, but they did see pictures beforehand, and we kind of just tried to describe it a little bit. An outside venue was definitely a new option for them. Interesting. Okay. So how many guests did you invite, and how many were able to make the trip? We invited about 128 and then we ended up with a guest list, I believe, a little under 115. Wow, that's a pretty great response rate. Are most of the people on the East Coast? Yes, they are. Got it. Okay. Now, how did you decide on your ceremony and your reception venues? So originally, like I mentioned before, we weren't planning on having an outdoor ceremony. So when we went, we actually looked at several different inside venues, but my husband at the time, he was the one who was also trying to get me to expand my horizons and look at things that we never really thought. So one of the few outdoor ones we saw was Oak Lawn Manor. So deciding on that for the ceremony was almost a no brainer. As soon as I saw it, we both love the outdoors. And um, as soon as I saw the oaks for that would kind of be in the background for pictures, it was a huge selling point. I just thought it was really nice and earthy. And as far as the reception goes, we went to look at several different places on our site visit. We looked, I believe, at the Boardwalk, Grand Floridian, and I think Contemporary as well. And all of them were really, really great. But you honestly can't beat Grand Floridian Ballroom. So that definitely, it was definitely one of the most beautiful. And it says a lot, really, when you think about it, too, because on the day we went, there was a, uh, a bit of a convention going on. So we didn't get a good look. So 
the small look that we did was definitely enough for us to choose it as our reception venue. That's great. Now, since they have only recently started doing ceremonies at Oak Manor Lawn, I would be interested to know some of the pros and cons. I know one thing people are concerned about is there's a walkway at the very end of it down by the river. Was that an issue at all? It was only just moments prior to the wedding. It's kind of an issue with our guests. They ended up coming from that direction. I don't know if it was maybe just a lack of communication, but we weren't told to tell our guests anything on the invitation as far as how to enter onto the lawn. So I assume those that were more familiar with the resort ended up coming from that direction from the walkway because originally guests were supposed to come from the parking lot, which is from the other way. So hiding me before the ceremony kind of became a little bit of a problem. Thankfully, I wasn't seen by too many guests, but my bridesmaids were fantastic. And they actually brought me over to, an. we found an area where they can hide me. And so whenever anybody actually came by, they would hold up their, their dresses to block me. So, <laughs> but that was, that was probably one struggle just because of that area with maybe a little bit more planning, it probably would have been fixed. So I definitely don't think that's a huge deterrent. That's great. And then the other concern people have is that it's surrounded on three sides by guest rooms. What time of day was your ceremony? Did you find that there were lots of guests walking to and from their rooms? Honestly, there was a lot of activity, not just by the rooms, but right behind us as well. I think the rooms were actually a bit more empty. Our ceremony was around 2.30 in the afternoon, so there wasn't much going on at that time. But I also was focused on a lot of other things, so I don't know if you should take my word for that, word on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Do you have any other tips or advice about that location specifically? Things that you learned or things you would have done differently or how you decorated it? Anything that would help someone who's considering Oak Manor Lawn? I would definitely say take the weather into account for sure. And the time of year that we chose for it, honestly, was the best ever because It was a little bit in the air as far as how the weather was going to be. Everybody kept telling us, oh, you know, because it's end of November, it should be cooler. And we wanted that, uh, you know, for sure, just because, you know, I'm wearing a huge dress and and then my husband is wearing a suit. So, you know, the best weather, you know, would be just breezy, but not too cold. So that time of year was perfect. So I, I would say if you're looking to have your wedding around that time around fall, maybe like late November like us, I would definitely say use that venue. And then um, definitely have a backup place planned, worst case, should that not fall in place. Because if anything, you know, they made us feel super, super comfortable choosing an outdoor venue. Because that was one of the things I was most worried about was should the weather end up, you know, not working out, if we would actually have, you know, a decent place to go. But they, you know, assured us from the beginning that they had to deal with change of plans, you know, very last minute. So I I would just say just double check the weather and should you need to switch your location, I wouldn't sweat it. But at the same time, you know, that can never hurt doing that. That's interesting. What backup location did they give you? So they actually gave us kind of like the ballroom that's just adjacent to one where our reception was going to be in. So that way it would have been easy transport. It wouldn't have affected the reception. In fact, it would have made it easier. But the good news is that since the guests, you know, were already going to be at the reception, it was just easier to have it right next to it. So we always knew that was a backup plan, but, you know, we didn't have to use it. And, you know, I'm glad we didn't just because, you know, the outdoor wedding was just beautiful. (laughs) Now, you had a lot of lavish floral and decor. Did you have a theme or how did you get Disney to pull off your vision for that? 
a good question, actually, because I didn't really have a vision going in for our planning session. All I know is I wanted something that was a bit more rustic and fall. So I wanted elegance, but I also wanted like an earthy vibe, especially since the ceremony was at an empty outside. And then as far as colors go, I found a color scheme on Pinterest with like the dark teal and the bright orange that I really loved, mainly because it incorporates both of my husband and I favorite colors. Mine is the dark teal, his is the orange. And I wanted to, he, he couldn't care less if I incorporated his orange. But I wanted to do that because it was a day, it was going to be a day that's both of ours. So what better way to acknowledge that than to have both of our favorite colors. The beautiful part is that all the floral arrangements were so close to the Pinterest boards. And I only saw those boards a couple times. So I was above and beyond surprised and impressed the day of since that was the only time I saw them. That's so great to hear. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the reception? We did have a DJ. His name was Charles Miles. Besides that, we didn't really have any sort of anything special planned, but our DJ was fantastic. He walked through things with us ahead of time, and he made sure we knew what to expect, especially the day of. That was something that I actually didn't really expect. On the day of our wedding, right after we got over to our reception venue, um, they had a room set aside in the back for us to enjoy our cocktail hour refreshments just privately. And then after a little bit of relaxing, we were guided into the ballroom where we got a look at our ballroom without anybody in it. And we got a chance to meet our DJ one-on-one in person who walked through all of our, you know, the bridesmaids and groomsmen's names with us. So that way, you know, we could make sure the pronunciation was correct. Uh, but he was great. And that was, that was pretty much all as far as entertainment that day. That's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you can recommend? Absolutely. All the food was fantastic. We have so many compliments that people are still giving us and it's almost, and, and it's already over a month after the wedding. So that, that's, that's a lot as far as food. I think the cheaper spring rolls for our cocktail hour items was definitely a highlight as well as the chicken and waffle meatballs, I believe they were. How did those work? Yeah, they were actually, uh, they looked like meatballs and they had, I guess, the size with that was syrup sauce. And it was, I didn't get a chance, I chance, like tried maybe like one bite. I honestly barely ate anything. The one thing I ate the most of probably was the cheeseburger spring rolls. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, th- those were really good. And then something else too, we tried actually at the planning session that turned out way better for the wedding was the chicken carbonara bow tie pasta. Hmm. That was really delicious. I think both my husband and my parents who were with us during the tasting originally said that it was better than they thought, than they remembered. So So that was really good. And then for cake flavors, we chose um, the almond cake with a raspberry cream filling. And all their cakes came with the buttercream out of part. So you can't go wrong there. And then that was my, my husband chose that cake. And then the cake I chose was chocolate with the chocolate and peanut butter frosting, which was also a huge hit. So I think, uh, I think it was nice just because we were able to incorporate equally both of our ideas. That's fantastic. Well, all this talk about cake has made me curious if you added a dessert party or a welcome party or any other kind of event. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> no, I'm looking at Disney Post now and, and kind of regretting it. But then I remember how much the wedding cost and I was very happy with what I had and very honored to have been able to have such a gorgeous wedding. <laughs> Can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day ran? Sure. So I think I woke up around seven o'clock. Our hair and makeup ladies were going to show up at, they actually came to our room. The company we use was called Beauty Especial. 
And um, I had had a trial the day before, so I already knew of the the uh, the woman who's going to be working on my hair and makeup. She brought with her about four other people. In my wedding party was, or for those that are getting their hair and makeup done, it was me, my mom, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my two sisters-in-law, and then I also had two friends and my cousin. So it was a lot of activity going on in one room. Everybody kind of showed up around 8 o'clock. My, from there, my dad and my brother made sure that we had some food. So they went to the food court, brought us food. Uh, we were just kind of, you know, sitting and relaxing. I was the last one to be done for hair and makeup. So I was just kind of making sure everybody else was okay. I remember thinking about how calm and excited I was when I thought I was going to be really, really nervous. <laughs> Maybe it was just nice getting ready with people. I think if I had anything to say with brides who are in the process of choosing their wedding party is, you know, choose the people who at the end of the day that they're going to make you smile on a day that is the most important one of your life. So I definitely had the right people there for me. I think around uh, 1130, I think my makeup and hair was getting finished. And then we met Jake, our photographer who came by and he was fantastic. He was just kind of walking us through everything, which is great just because beforehand, you don't really know too much about how it's going to go. But the, the beautiful thing about choosing Disney as far as photography and things like that, they do this on a daily basis. So they're more than happy and willing to hold your hand through the entire process. He came and he took my dress out. He took pictures of my dress hanging from um, the second floor of the uh, Port Orleans Resort, the area where we were staying. A little bit later, he had me go into my dress. I had my mom and my uh, sister-in-law help me out, as well as my maid of honor, my cousin. They all helped me get into the dress, and Jake got pictures. And it was about maybe... 20, 30 minutes about getting into the dress. I think around uh, 1230 or so, we were already walking. And I have to say that I kind of defied expectations as far as how I was going to be as far as uh, being on time. We were actually early getting to where we needed to be. So I just like to say that on the record every single time I, you know, uh, <laughs> talk to my husband about it just because he kept telling me coming up to the wedding, you know, you know, it, it's not a surprise if you're late, but you know, it's, it's to be expected. Most weddings don't aren't on time. But I'm glad to say ours was so much early, actually, because by the time we already done our first look around 1230 and then we were with each other a little bit until I want to say about an hour before the ceremony. And then he went his own way with his groomsmen. I think they did pictures or something. And then uh, my girls and I went to the side where we proceeded to they proceeded to hide me because at that point we were still looking for a place to hide me. And then uh, 230 came around super, super quick. And so they just had us all line up. The ceremony came and went. It went by super, super quickly, but it went by pretty flawlessly. And then before I knew it, we were doing our uh, after wedding pictures. They put us on the bus to get over to the reception. And then from there, they were just really nice about being uh, caring to us, really, just because there were so many things going on. And I'm sure a lot of things that otherwise we would have forgotten. But uh, thanks to them, we were able to make sure that everything was done. Everything was ready. The marriage license was signed. By the time the reception ended, I think around 8, around 8 or 8.30, we, we chose to have it end kind of early. And that's kind of wrapped around the time that we chose for the ceremony, too, because we wanted to give our guests who were coming in from down south. We had some guests who were local in Orlando, but not many. The ones, though, that had to come in from out of town, we wanted to give them some time. So that way, if they wanted to go back down south or up north, enough time to drive without getting too tired, then they would have that option. Or they could always stay overnight. So... We wanted to make sure that they had ample amount of options should they need. 
So we ended our night pretty early, around eight o'clock, which was a good thing because both of our feet were hurting. But <laughs> that was pretty much that was pretty much the entire day, I think. <laughs> now, when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your budget or your attention? I think we mostly we were trying to make sure, as far as floral, that we had everything we need. But at the same time, floral actually includes a lot when you're planning a Disney wedding. It includes, I think, uh, everything that we pretty much did as far as floral. And I think transportation was also on there, too, if I'm not mistaken. I forget, but we were going over our BEO so many different times. Yeah, I would say that we made sure as far as floral, we had everything we need. We had that. I ended up doing a lot of the party favors on my own, which was nice. And then we also had the amazing vendors that Disney gave us. Uh, I think it's Dreams Come True. And that's the vendor that we use for the place cards, the table menus, and things like that. And and just a shout out to them. They are so great. Like, if, it doesn't matter what you have planned as far as your vision for a Disney wedding. Whether it's fast passes for place cards. They, if you can think it, then they will make it for you. Or if they can't do it, then they will try their best. <laughs> <laughs> so what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? A huge one definitely was transportation. As much and as beautiful as the Cinderella carriage is, when we saw how much it was, we just figured, you know, maybe we can save that and use it for something else we need more. So we opted out of the Cinderella carriage. We also opted out of, I believe, for transportation, you have an option for your guests. You can get them a chartered bus to get them transported to the, from the ceremony to the reception location. You can also have one running to bring them back to wherever their cars are. We decided not to do that only because we know a lot of our guests are very independent and most of them were coming with their own cars anyway. And since our reception was conveniently located pretty close to our ceremony, they would still need a car to go there, but it wasn't such a huge distance that they couldn't uh, navigate. And plus, since everybody was going to the same place, they could always follow each other. We didn't have, we didn't hear about anybody or that had problems getting to either place. So if that's, if that's a place, something that, you know, any brides out there are looking at, and I would definitely say, you know, try to try to limit the amount that you put into transportation because uh, or at least talk to your guests about it or see what's good or in your price range. Got it. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Um, and you can always have one in addition to, you know, actually getting married. I, I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I just think of how beautiful everything is. I mean... Everything that you see ahead of time, it depends on, like you said, um, the ceremony location, Oakland Manor, it's just not used that much. So you, you know, going into it, we didn't really know what to expect besides how it normally looks. So what, as far as how it looks dressed up, we'd only really seen how it looked in pictures. But then walking out and then seeing everything, it was just, I felt like I didn't have enough time to kind of savor everything. And, you know, the, the good news is, you know, my husband was at the end of the line, so I could always, you know, look at him when I got too overwhelmed. But that was the most beautiful part, as well as the reception. I mean, I, I couldn't have imagined what a beautiful thing that the choices that we made just three, four months prior kind of just culminated into this beautiful day, as well as choices that we have been making since then. Um, but the major decisions, you know, the fact that they were able to produce such a beautiful day, I mean, it's. It was it was unforgettable. And honestly, it was the people there, too. Everybody was so supportive. You know, it was we had great friends. We had um, a lot of people who were just very focused on us. Not only that, but, you know, getting to meet a lot of my husband's friends was nice. And 
Yeah, I honestly can't say enough good things. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like nothing major went wrong. Was there anything that just didn't turn out like you expected? Maybe just the part where they couldn't find a place to hide me in the beginning. (laughs) It was a bit of an issue. I I, I tried to to downplay it, but at the same time, I noticed that I was getting seen by people. People were walking directly next to us and, you know, and knowing that it was an outdoor wedding and just being there the day before for the rehearsal, I knew that there was going to be bystanders, which I had no problem with. Because as long as they're not a wedding guest or there, I don't care if they see me before. But the fact, like, knowing that some people were passing and watching, that did definitely bother me a little bit. So maybe if I had a chance to do it differently, I would just, you know, kind of pay more attention to that and see if there's anything that we could have done ahead of time to prepare. But, and maybe, I don't know, maybe a uh, a dessert party later on for our friends. That would have been nice. I know a lot of our friends ended up going to the Edison, actually, later on that night. That and Raglan Road. And they, they they all had a great time. But it probably would have been nice to spend some more time with all of them, just because some of them are out of town. But at the same time, we were really, really tired. So I guess it's, I guess it goes hand in hand. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be? I think I was kind of worried about how everything would get transferred and moved over. I think actually one of the biggest things actually that kind of going back to the (laughs) previous question as far as anything going wrong, it didn't really go wrong, but. I guess one thing that I never really thought of that I should have put more thought into beforehand was how to get my luggage over from from where it was previously over to our honeymoon site. We were staying on our honeymoon night in the Grand Floridian, which worked out with our reception because we were right there. All we had to do was walk over. But um, probably would have wanted to make sure that ahead of time or ask our wedding planner as far as luggage go. And honestly, that was kind of a, a setback on our part. But um, probably that and the transitions in between pictures those went super fluently. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but honestly, any worry that I might have had in the back of my mind just kind of disappeared when I realized, you know, how organized everything is. So there was not one point where we were kind of stranded, not knowing what we were going to do. Got it. And that's a good point you make about the resort transfer. I always recommend that you not check out of your hotel room and into another hotel room on the wedding day because Disney makes you get out a lot earlier than most resorts and they don't let you check in until later than most resorts. And so sometimes there's this limbo and then you have to worry about luggage and everything. So that's a great tip to, you know, maybe already have checked into wherever you're going to be on the wedding night. Right. And that worked out really well, actually, because the way my husband had it was he had something planned for me in the room later on afterwards, which was really, really beautiful. It was just a bunch of roses on the ground. And and it was it was really beautiful. But in order to have everything planned, he actually had to have a friend of his set up, which involved checking into the room ahead of time. So the good thing is, is, you know, he we already had everything we needed to go to the room afterwards, which is a good thing when you're after a wedding because you're really tired, like. You're just, you're just exhausted. And the beautiful, I got to tell you, the beautiful thing that that Grand Floridian did for us, we walked over from the, uh, the Grand Floridian, I think it was the convention site, over to the actual resort. And, you know, our, my luggage that my, uh, I ended up having my sister-in-law, my brother, and my dad help transfer it. All they had to do was give it to the bellman. And then when we walked in, you know, we went up to the bellman who was right at the front. And he says, yeah, I have your bags for you. You know, can I get you? And then he offered to get us a golf cart. So that way we were able to go right outside, rest our tired feet. (laughs) And then he was able to bring us with my luggage over to our building, which was one that was all the way further to the left. So it was a really nice thing that they did for us, actually. And to this day, I'm still super grateful for it. 
That's great. Yeah, because they often will say things like, you know, it's not possible to get a golf cart or don't count on a golf cart. So that's really cool that you were able to do that. Yeah. So do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would just say, you know, if you're on the, the fence about going with Disney versus another venue and you're maybe on the fence with the price, and I know that there's been a lot of changes. I don't know all the details, really, as far as the changes, but just know that you're you're definitely getting more than above what you're paying for. On that day, really, as far as how you're treated, there's there's you can't put a price tag on that because you're you're worried with so many other things and and depending on who it is that's your planner, you know Disney has everything for you. It has a planner, it's got vendors, you know it's just it's a beautiful way for you to celebrate a great day. So that's definitely why we went with it and didn't look back. <laughs> <laughs> that's great advice. Well, Shelby, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's considering a wedding at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. No problem. Thanks for asking, Carrie. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>